Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast for 2023. We are so excited to be back with you. Hello, lovely Beck. How are you doing? I'm so amazing, and I'm so pumped for this year. This year is just going to be so awesome. We are so, so excited. Now, we've had a little bit of a break over January. I know that so many studio owners have a little bit of a break as well. Um, But we wanted to, you know, come back on with new energy and tell you a little bit about what's happening in our 2023. So many things, all the things. Well, I think the first thing we have to talk about is Expo because that is just going to be such a huge event. We have so many amazing vendors on there and it's just Epic, absolutely epic, right? It is. It's so exciting happening in April at the ICC Darling Harbour. Make sure you check it out at danceteacherexpo.com.au, all of the things. And that's where a lot of our focus is going on this year. You know, um, for Dance Principles United, we use uh, three different products that we're kind of um, offering. Uh, The first one being uh, Tribe, which is uh, where we serve a community um, and we like to support studio owners. Uh, We do masterclasses and Q&As and uh, we serve the community, which we absolutely love. Um, the next offering we're going to be having is Dance Teacher Expo, as we said, in April, which is going to be next level. And then our higher level um, offering, which is Studio Growth Club, which is, you know, basically a franchise without losing the creativity for studio owners, where we give you all the things you need to succeed in a studio without taking away any of that specialness that makes you you. So, you know, there are three big focuses for the year. It's a lot, right? It is a lot, but it's so worth it and so Mm. exciting. And I think what I love most about every single one is the community. Mm. You know, the community that is created within those groups and now within Expo is just so huge. Oh, we are so excited for all those things. You know, it's a big year for us. We're really taking Dance Principles United to the next level, which is so exciting for us both. Um, You know, we've got so many great things in store. Uh, We've got events. We just got back from Tribe Intensive last week. And um, oh my gosh, so many things going on, right? <laughs> yes, so many. Um, and you've got big news, Amanda, that's happened for you for this year that's making things a little bit easier for you to have time for Dance Principles, you know, I guess. Definitely. I've sold my studio, which is very exciting. Uh, it's I, I'm feeling all the feels. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm devastated. I'm all of the above um, because, you know, it's as so many of you would know, it's been my um, and understand me, it's been my baby for 22 years. I've had my studio. It's been my whole identity since I was young. I've always been Miss Amanda. That's how I've always been known. So to walk away is a very hard thing. We'll jump into it more in another podcast episode. I need to kind of get my head around it all at the moment. Um, And we'll definitely do a podcast episode all about it so that you guys get all the goss. But yeah, I'm excited to have more time uh, to focus on Dance Principles United and more time to focus on my family as well, which I am so excited for. Yeah, totally agree. And I think we need to start this new year, all of us with goals and with, you know, what we want to achieve. And I was just talking to a studio owner and she's day three in and she's already exhausted Mm. and she's already feeling overwhelmed. And if we start our year like that, it's going to be a really hard year. 
It is. And look, week one is always hard, right? It's yeah. crazy. There's all this new energy. You know, we have this big build up. You know, we might have enrollment days. We might have big advertising pushes, you know, that last week in Jan or the week before you start, whenever that is for you. Um, and, you know, that's really, really hard thing to, you know, keep going on that high because you want to give all of those new kids that amazing customer experience, which yeah, can be hard and can be exhausting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I also felt for her because I thought, oh my gosh, you haven't set goals yet. You don't mm. know what you want. You're not focusing on yourself first. Yes. And I think that's something that we've been talking a lot to our Studio Growth Club members about, as well as our tribe members, mm. is that you've got to focus on yourself first. For sure. We worked on that last weekend at um, our Tribe in- Intensive, our um, in-person event last uh, last Saturday, wasn't it? Last Friday, Saturday. And we really, you know, made sure that everyone was taking the time to reflect, to reflect on what they do well as a studio owner um, and what they did really well last year and giving themselves the recognition they deserve for that because we all need a pat on the back sometimes as well as setting some goals for their future, whether those goals are, you know, financial goals, student number goals, or even just, you know, personal goals or not just, that's not the right word to say, goals that are just as important, but personal goals, time goals, you know, where your focus is going to lie goals so that you can measure all those things and know what you're aiming towards rather than just like running. Totally agree. And you know, Amanda, that I'm so big on everyone giving at least 45 minutes a day to themselves, Yes, be it go for a walk, listen to a podcast, you know, whatever it might be, just actually focusing on yourself first. And I really got out of this. I was really committed to this. And then at the end of last year, I got overworked and stopped doing Mm. that. And I got quite depressed and, you know, in my head. And now I've really refocused and I'm back to doing that every single morning. I'm getting up at 5.30 and I'm actually doing my things for myself first. And it's made such a difference in my life. Mm. And I think all of us need to remember to do that. And I've been saying to everyone in conferences, like, I think, I know that sounds really selfish that I'm going to put myself first, but when I do put myself first, I'm the best studio owner. I'm the best business owner. I'm the best family person. I'm the best partner. Mm. I'm the best everything because I'm actually giving to myself a little bit. And I think that's so important. I think as studio owners, we forget to do that. Oh, for sure. And it's, you know, that whole concept of putting your oxygen mask on first before Mm. you do anybody else's. Because if you're not looking after yourself, how can you look after others? How can you give to others? And that's what as dance studio owners and as girlfriends, wives, partners, husbands, mums, dads, you know, friends, daughters, all the things, we want to be able to give to other people. But how do we give to other people if we're not giving to ourselves first and filling up our cup first? So I love that thing that taking 45 minutes to yourself, you know, whether that 45 minutes is, you know, for exercise, obviously there's so many proven studies and you don't need us to go into that about why exercise will help. Um, But, you know, 45 minutes to yourself, it might be, you know, growing your personal development. It might be meditating. It might be just sitting outside, you know, having a cup of tea by yourself in the morning in the quiet, you know, journaling, thinking about what you've got to do or what you've got to achieve for the day. Whatever it is that fills up your cup, it's so important to do it. What are you doing at the moment, Beck? Um, 
Well, I'm very committed at the moment, yeah. Amanda, as you know, but I'm actually doing a 15,000 steps a day challenge for 40 days. Um, and look, I had to pick something that was hard. And the reason I had to pick something that was hard is because otherwise it's it's too simple and then you're not really committing. Um, and so I have a funny story with it in that I was staying um, in the city with Amanda and Nathan because we had our intensive tribe sessions on, which was amazing. And the funny thing is that I said to Tim, my partner, I'm going to start it next week after that. And Tim said, you know what, Beck, there's always an excuse. There's always going to be something that you are doing that's going to stop you from actually committing to yourself. So just start this week. So tribe intensive was pretty hectic because we, you know, met at 7am and then by the time we finished with the tribe members and then had dinner, it was kind of 11pm and I had to get those 15,000 steps in before that and after that. So here's me at 11pm walking around Darling Harbour, you know, trying to get my steps in. And then one night it said it was going to rain a downpour and I still had 5,000 steps to go. So I walked around my hotel room a million times to get those 5,000 steps in. Now, I know you're all thinking that sounds really crazy, but the thing that I have to learn again is to commit. Mm. And I feel like I was just getting so wishy-washy with that and and I have to commit 100% to it. And now that I'm committing and I'll pull it back, you know, once I've done my 40 days, I'll pull it back to my 10,000 steps. But it's actually so important to me because I'm listening to this amazing podcast book whilst I'm doing it called The Compound Effect, which is really life, like it's changing my thought on everything at the moment. Um, So if you have a chance to listen to that, I highly suggest it. But it's just me getting back to my goals, my focus. And I think you probably don't need to go as extreme as me, but I think, you know, just doing something like that each day and just saying, I'm going to commit to this in my life is, it's a game changer. I love that so much. You know, whatever that is for you, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what that is for you. You know, you might be crazy like Beck and want to do 15,000 steps. All power to you. You know, for me, um, you know, I, I'm, I have lower goals on my exercise. And that's cool too. But I do have, you know, I have goals around, you know, taking time out for myself, spending some quality time with my family, you know, and really, you know, filling up my cup, you know, doing things that I love to do once a week as well, because that's so important. It makes you, as you said, a better leader, a better mother, a better friend, a better partner, a better business owner, all of the things, a better teacher as well for your students. Yeah, totally agree. And I think when you don't do that, you resent your studio. Mm. When you're constantly giving to those parents, those kids, those staff members, and you're not giving to yourself, you really can start to resent it. And Mm. that's definitely not what you want. You don't want to resent your business. You want to love your business and you want to love being there. So, you know, you do need time away from it so that you can you can miss it a little bit even if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. I love that idea because, yeah, I think a lot of studio owners sometimes at some point resent their business. I feel like that's a big theme that we see through it, that they resent it, that they're exhausted, that they had to stay late, that they miss their kids this or they miss dinner time or, you know, whatever that is. Um, And I think so many people end up resenting their studios um, or have, you know, portions where they resent their studios um so i think if you're filling up your cup that really helps eliminate that i checked out that book that you said the audible um book the compound effect Mm. i'm four chapters in or something it's fantastic i'm really enjoying it yeah i actually wanted to talk about Mm. the one i listened to this morning which i think is chapter five 
And it is about surrounding yourself with like-minded people Mm. and also having mentors in life. And one of the things he said was, think of the five most important people around you and whether they're people who are building you up, helping you to grow, helping you to think about your business and, you know, make it the amazing place it can be, or are they people bringing you down or maybe people who aren't doing that? I know that our friends are probably not going to do that. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that Amanda and I always have mentors in our life and always reaching out to people who are higher than us in business because we want to have people around us who are making us hit those goals and and also just surround ourselves with like-minded people Mm. and I think that is so important in business I know that's what why we love tribe and why we love studio growth club is because we we're creating that community but how important do you think that is Amanda in you know growth mindset and being able to actually grow your business oh for sure you need a cheerleader you know, everyone needs a cheerleader in their corner and, you know, uh, whether you get that through a paid mentorship program, whether you have that through a family member or a, you know, perhaps even just, you know, a unpaid mentor, perhaps it's someone that you respect, that you're friends with, that you, you know, get get together for coffee with once a month, um, you know, whatever that is, it's so important that you have someone who's cheering you on but also pushing you on as well and, you know, calling you out and making you accountable because it's all well and good, you know, to have your mum sitting there going, you're doing a great job, honey. I'm so proud of you. You are amazing. But sometimes you need someone to also go, hey, you said you were going to do that thing and you haven't done it. So where is it? Like, you know, you need to be accountable for someone. And I think, you know, finding that balance is hard. And that's how, you know, all successful entrepreneurs push themselves up that we've seen. Yeah, totally agree. And you know what's funny? So with my 15,000 steps a day, and you know this, Amanda, but I'm in an inbox where it's just me and six coaches and I have to put those steps in every day. I have to take a photo of my watch and put the steps in now. It's not for any other reason other than I need that accountability from someone else. It, isn't that funny though? I, I wouldn't just write the steps down and tick them off myself. Mm. I actually need someone to see it. And I know that within my own self that I need someone to see that and tick it off for me. But accountability is everything. It's just oh, so important. I love that. So what happens if you don't do it? Are those coaches hassling you going, where are those steps? They're Yes, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. sometimes if I haven't posted by a certain time, so say I haven't posted by 10 p.m., they'll write a little, hey, Beck, you've still got two hours to get those steps in. So they're super encouraging. But also if there was a day that I didn't get them in, which hasn't happened yet, but if there was, Mm. I think that they would still be encouraging and understanding and say to me, right, let's start again. Yeah. Let's do it. Like 100%. They're they're very empowering. Of course. um, They definitely are like, hey, how are your steps going? Like they check in. They're checking in on I need that. Oh, 100%. I think we all need that sometimes, especially when we work for ourselves. You know, if you were working in corporate world, for example, you would have KPIs set upon you. You know, you would have set targets that you had to do. You'd have a meeting time where you had to go and show your deliverables or what you'd achieved this month or what commission you'd um, achieved or whatever that is, depending on the industry. And as small business owners, we have no one checking in on us. And sometimes that's really hard because what that means is we open our computer And we're like, hmm, so much to do. What am I doing today? Have we all felt like, have you felt like that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then you know what I choose to do when I get overwhelmed? I do nothing. Yep. 
It's like I have so much to do, but I can't cope with it, so I'm actually going to do nothing. Have you done that before, oh, Amanda? Facebook starts calling, right? And you start scrolling. I feel like mm-hmm. that's always what it, what it is. You start watching reels on Instagram or <laughs> whatever that is because totally. we just are like, I don't know where my focus should be. But if you're working in a corporate job – and someone was checking you at midday and wanted to know exactly, you know, what targets you'd hit by midday or by 5 p.m., there's no way you would do that. No, definitely not. And I wanted to say as well, like it was interesting just backtracking a little bit, you were talking about, you know, your staff this year. And one Mm. of the things that we've been talking a lot to our tribe members about is actually setting their expectations for their staff. And I think this is a great way to start the year if you guys haven't done this. You know, again, in the corporate world, this would always happen, wouldn't it, where we set our expectations. But I always talk to studio owners about staffing issues and I the first thing I say to them is was did you ever tell them that they needed to do that or was that an expectation and 9 times out of 10 the answer is no. Mm. So, you know, I think it's it's obvious to you what they should be doing but it's possibly not obvious to them and setting out those expectations is key, right? And setting out expectations for yourself as well is really really important. Yeah, I love that so much. You know, it's so important that we have someone checking in on us and you know you need to do that as a leader as well you know we did um, some amazing staff trainings we did a full staff training day uh, for all the studio growth club members in January where we had all of their teams on zoom and that was one of the big components you went through right like setting the expectations deciding what the non-negotiables were whether that was you know when they had to have their music cut how many parents they had to speak to in the waiting room you know how many times they had to post on band or team app or whatever it is that they use what other things did you kind of talk about in those expectation settings well we sort of had different categories actually Mm. and I had the basics which is you know not going on your phone or not sitting down whilst you're teaching that's their basics to me then we sort of had things for the admin team so Mm. if they're at the front desk never being too busy to speak to a client always looking up and acknowledging the client you know owning that office area if they're in a waiting area or whatever and and making that a really happy special place so we had that um and then we had sort of you know the music ones and all that sort of stuff as well so lots of different categories and the one that no one thought about though which i thought was interesting was the parent interaction so we had a whole heap of things in that such as don't hide in your studio actually go out and talk to parents you know so that i think as studio owners we always think of the annoying things like they didn't put props back but do we think a little bit past that and whether we want to create that amazing experience not just in the classroom but in the studio as a whole Mm. and that's you know that's something I always had the expectation of my staff on that they would make those connections with the parents in the waiting room and online as well Um, and you know really make the studio feel like a family make it feel like you know that you um, care like which obviously everyone does that they really care for those kids and they want to know not just about what they're achieving in the classroom and in the studio but throughout their whole life and being part of their life because that's what really builds those foundations for like this long lasting relationship with people who are going to stay at your studio for 15 years. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. And I um, wanted to talk about quickly the story of the three-star versus five-star hotel, Amanda, because I was saying to these teachers in that staff training that the second you leave your car – you're on, you should be on anyway, you know, and that's when you are seen by it. And um, I went to a 
three-star hotel when we went away in a five-star hotel. And I was just talking at the conferences about the difference between the two because the three-star, you know, have to trudge my stuff out of the car. I've got to go in there. The kids were exhausted. They didn't really have anywhere to sit. Then they're showing me a map, a map where I have to follow the map to find my room. And, you know, then we all trudge our things up to the room and we had five kids with us. So it was absolutely crazy. And, you know, alcohol in plastic cups. It was, it was a lot. Mm. Anyway, so that was my three-star experience. Then I go to the five-star hotel. You know, it was beautiful when I walked in. They took my bags for me. I got to the front desk. I got a special drink. They showed me around the hotel to make sure I knew where everything was. They already knew my name when I came in. My bags got taken up. Our room was so beautiful and immaculate. You know, the service was just impeccable. And then I just have been saying to studio owners, are you providing a three-star or a five-star experience? Mm. Because that first experience when they come in, you can have the best classes on earth in there. But if that first experience isn't amazing, amazing then it's 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 no good like you've got to make them feel so welcome and amazing in that first time don't you mm. think amanda oh 100 there's only you know one chance to make a first impression you never mm. get a second go at it and you know it can look in so many different ways like it can look you know in terms of the way the reception looks it could be the emails and the onboarding that they get it could be uh the personality of the front desk person or the person on the phone you know there's so many different ways to do it it's not just about having that super bougie reception area that obviously is a lovely thing as well but there's so many ways that you can create an amazing customer experience and so many creative ways depending on your situation Oh, totally agree. And like when I'm talking about that three-star versus five-star, I definitely wasn't talking about that waiting Mm, area. It's all in the service, right? It's like, you know, were they, did they show me around or did they just expect me to find it myself? Perfect Mm. example in a studio. There's so, when a new client comes in, I always talk to my staff about showing them through. And I know you talk to your staff about that as well. Whereas there's so many places that you walk in and you just kind of stand there awkwardly and you have no idea where anything is and it feels Mm. so wrong like I think that's definitely the first thing people should do is just show you through yeah I love the um, example we always use with our team that the studio is our home and anyone that we're welcoming in is our guest. And just like you, you know, pretend it's your party, you know, you wouldn't uh, open the door to a new guest and say, hey, classes will start in a minute. You'd say, hey, come in. Do you want to have a seat over here? Do you want to put your handbag down? Put it on this couch here. You know, can I get you a drink? It won't be a moment until this happens. You know, you would give them and tell them what you want them to do. So make sure you're doing that in your studio. Like, because people want to know, they, they want to know, am I allowed to sit here or am I meant to walk into the studio? Or am I meant to leave? You know, where do I fill up my drink? Where do I go to the bathroom and or take my child to the bathroom before class if they need to? You know, it's all of those things. And this is – the studio is your party. It's your house. It's your hotel. Whatever that is, you need to show them around the place and you need to, you know, make sure that they understand what's asked of them and what's next. Exactly. Mm. And making sure that your staff know that that's an expectation. Yes. That is just so important for them to understand that that's the feel that you want. If you have never said that to them, and I know that you guys would do that because it's your business and you would naturally do it, they may not understand how you want that done. They may not understand that you even want it done. Mm. And when you give them that as an expectation, it's just such a game changer. Yeah, I love that. And training the staff on how to do it as well. 
you know, as a studio owner, probably a lot of you naturally do that for sure. But making sure that you show your staff and, you know, lead by example, actually do a, you know, a fake demonstration with a walkthrough of exactly how you want it to happen so that everybody gets that same experience. Yeah, totally. And I think like it's never too late to start doing this stuff. Mm. You know, we still in a, in Australia have this mentality where everyone's coming in January and now that's it. I can't get any more enrolments. I can't change the way that things are happening in the studio. I have to stick with this for the year. And that's absolutely not the case. You know, we, we know that through Tribe and Studio Growth Club that absolutely every single week you have the chance to get new enrolments into mm. your studio. And, you know, we know that also you can make big changes all the way through the year that's going to really change the way that your business operates and make it the amazing place that you know that it can be. I love that you know that opportunity to start afresh each week so if you haven't already make sure you set yourself some goals around this year you know really think about what your goals are your personal goals your financial goals your time goals your family goals uh, your student number goals all of the things set some goals for yourself and set some goals for your teachers and your team as well you know you'll really um, find yourself moving in the right direction if you have those goals up in front of you so that you can look at them all the time makes a huge difference couldn't agree more and the last thing I want to say is keep checking in with the goals Mm. as well don't just set them and then start running and forget about them each week look at where you're at with them and check in and go okay are we reaching them? Are we getting there? That's that's what the compound effect is about. It's yes. about bit by bit, just getting better and better and better. And that's that's why that checking in is so important. Oh, love it so much. I'm so looking forward to listening to the rest of that book. Thank you for sharing that with me. We hope that you're having an amazing start to your 2023. We cannot wait to see you back on the podcast. We will be here in your ears every week again after we've had that little bit of a holiday break. We can't wait to chat to you again next week. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.